episode 202 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe, and I'm joined by Kat. Hello, Roscoe. I am Cooker Cat. Cooker Cat. I don't know where that's come from. It's a new thing. I'm trying it. Whatever. <laughs> How are you? All right, mate. All right. I've um, I've had the dreaded vid, the COVID. Um, C.Ovid has come to visit me this week. I um, I went, well, I did my second Hendu. I'm a maid of honour for my best friend in a couple of weeks. She's had two Hendus. Greedy bitch. And, um, yeah, and the mother of the bride unwillingly didn't know she had COVID. And, uh, and luckily, it's only me and the bride who got COVID. We spent some time with her just a bit before the Hendu as well. Um, so apologies for my husky, sexy, smelly cat. Smelly <laughs> cat. Why are they feeding you? At voice. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm here. I'm here. Um, I've I've been off work. I've been playing games. It's been it's it hasn't kicked my ass as much as it did last last time, which is good. Vaccinations mm. work, people. They help. Go get vaccinated. Well, it's your choice. Consent, consent exists. So you know, do what you feel is right. I don't want to be hated on. <laughs> like... May twenty twenty three, we're still going. Get vaccinated, everyone. Come on. Yeah. No, you want yeah. to. Yeah. You know you want to. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. That's that's very good news. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm getting that, my dude. Thank you. I've just woken up from a COVID nap. Um, I think I'm at the end, tail end of it. You know, like when you can tell that you feel a lot better than you do us. Yes. Kicking Indeed. its ass. I'm like, yeah, it's not kicking my ass anymore. I'm going to kick its ass. Yeah, <laughs> screw you, COVID. You're so 2020. Uh, Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. How on earth are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. It's uh, It's been nice to have the, the bank holiday this weekend. Sorry, Josh. Um, And just to kick back and play some games, relax and chill out. It's been very nice. Thank you, mate. Yeah, I've had. Uh, I've also had the weekend off, which has been lovely. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I've been forced into a uh, coronation thing. I'm like, no! Not doing it. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, never. You'll never take me alive. <laughs> <laughs> I will not bow. Mum's like, oh, we're doing a coronation party. It's like, never in a million years. But have a great <laughs> I, time. <laughs> I would rather shit in my hands than clap. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, good. I'm glad you had some time off, man. Thank you, bud. You hard workers, you. Thanks. <laughs> Josh Thompson. Hello. God, yes. it feels weird you saying 200 and something now. I've been yeah. so in the hundreds and I missed last week that when you said 202, I was like, what? But bloody hell, we're here. 202 episodes of this nonsense. <clears throat> we did it. How you doing, how are you? Oh, I'm how asking you, you first. Firstly. No, 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 that's not how this works. How are you, man? Uh, yeah, I'm good, you know. Um, uh, so a few weeks ago, I went to the cinema and watched a film, and what? I got, yeah, I know, shocker, and I got some Joan Seff's popcorn. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have heard Joan Seff's, it's a bit of a bougie, like it's in a plastic bag, it's got like different flavors, they go cheese, they go all sorts of flavors. Um, I went for a Dungeons and Dragons collaborated flavor, um, and it was like uh, sweet chili chocolate and caramel. Um, the popcorn was fucking great, but I had something stuck. In, I had a bit of popcorn stuck in my teeth for about two or three days before I could get it out with some, um, I don't know, 
uh, what's it called? Yeah, you know, that little wire thing that you do, flossing wire or whatever. Um, and then my tooth has been in pain ever since. Um, and I'm, don't tell me to go to the dentist. I'm not going to. I'm still in my 20s. I can be reckless. I'm not paying for that. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, got one of those little brushes and I'm going at it and seeing if there's just a little bit of residue stuck in like a corner or something that's like really hurt me. But that's my life right now. Well, that is a cracking story. Story of the week thus far. <laughs> yeah, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm all right, thank you, man. I'm all right. Um, I had a weekend full of... Any food stuck nice. between your teeth? <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, no. No, nice and shiny. No, only... No, no, no I'm not going to say that. Yog dog! <laughs> Hello. Hello, bud. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty well. Um... Yeah, been playing games as per normal. It'd be a surprise if I wasn't playing games, to be fair. True, it would be, yeah. Uh, I I worked out how many hours I have on my Steam account. Um, I have over 24,000 hours in games on Steam Ooh. over 14 years. Wow. So it's over a decent time frame, but that's a ridiculous amount of time. Uh, I've not worked out the amount of money I've spent yet, though. So... Um, Maybe I won't find that one out because my girlfriend will literally murder me. Isn't there a website where you can find out how much your accounts are worth? Yeah, there is. That's where I found the the hours because you need to make your profile public, but you can see easily then. But I have specifically not looked at how much I've spent because you have to go to a separate page for that. And uh, I'm I'm a little bit scared. (laughs) I mean, my PSN account must be in thousands at this point in terms of value but um i don't know a lot of them are codes so i didn't pay for all of them yeah so it all adds like, up doesn't it you know just one day i'll sell my account and i'll just go live on a line in somewhere for, for the rest of my days sounds like a plan okay i'll let you know how it goes <laughs> all right then let's get to game of the week and k to the a to the 2kb what game this week you be playing e. I be playing e the quarry re. Um, so quarry-ry. we bought the quarry re. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so we bought the quarry off of Tom quite a couple of weeks, like months ago now, and it's just one of those rainy day games where if there's a co op game, me and Miles will always save it for like a rainy day that we'll sit on the couch, we'll just get food in, we just kind of won't leave the house, we'll be like little gremlins on the on the sofa all day and that was kind of this weekend because we i had to be a little gremlin on the sofa because i don't want to make anyone unwell with covid other than miles obviously <laughs> but he luckily didn't get it so um and yeah for anybody who doesn't know what the quarry is the quarry is uh, i guess like an interactive drama horror video game that kind of it's made by supermassive and essentially what happens is is that they have kind of finished a summer camp and they um they stay the night because this guy wants to get with this girl or he wants to continue dating this girl um so he breaks the car on purpose to try and stay with the girl and the counselor's like oh i really don't want you like the leader person's like oh i really don't want you to stay here um and he's being a bit sketchy and weird about it um and then he's like fine you can stay here but you have to have to stay inside and obviously they're like yeah cool whatever 
yeah, whatever, we'll listen to you. And they don't listen to him and shit ensues throughout the night. So if you've played things like Until Dawn, it, it's it's basically that. Um, where you make the choices in how who stays alive, who dies. Um, you may not know that those are those choices and those consequences, um, and that will follow you throughout the game. And yeah, so we you can play like a couch co-op mode where like you can choose which characters are, are driven by which player and I took on the girls, my master on the boys. Um and do you know what? There's some highs, there's some lows. Um it's really interesting thing that stuck with me. And I guess this isn't a spoiler because people won't know what I'm on about. But maybe Josh noticed this because he's also a film head. Anyone who's a film head will, or anyone who's tr- studied film, um, I think naturally looks at continuity. Um, it's just something we've, we've got fucking ingrained in our lives. Um, and something that really wound me up of the quarry, and I mean, like, wound me up. I was like, if they do this one more time, was the, the continuity in door clothing was ridiculous so like every single fucking character left a door open every single character left the door open right not only is that not annoying in horror movie land because it's like you've got you've got you know a a thing a zombie a a whatever i'm not going to spoil what it is but like you've got something out to get you in this fucking summer camp that you don't know what it is no why don't you just fucking leave both the doors open yeah crack on what but weirdly the next time you saw like those doors they'd be closed now in my mind i thought i was going to give it the benefit of the doubt and i was like do you know what maybe they're closed for a reason maybe we'll find out that reason now maybe they are closed for a reason but i certainly haven't found out why and i think it's just because they haven't been asked to think about their continuity um which i guess is going to be really really hard with a game that boasts like 150 different endings and 35 different paths to go down but still it is something that really winds me up especially when they made such a point of it as well they make such a point of like all the doors being open they don't close them behind them just make sure that every character closes the door behind them because not at one point does it matter in the scenes that i certainly played the door was open or closed um and that kind of stuff sometimes really does matter in those games and i don't know why it just really really peeved me off like if you're gonna make a game that is like a, a lot around film, you have to follow the film laws too, or the unwritten rules of film. But I did really enjoy it in places. It is actually really intense in places as well, so you have to do a thing. I think Josh had it differently when he played it, where you um might have like something spooky come near you and you need to not breathe. Um they've changed it since Josh played it because I think it was that you had to hold the controller very still. Um but for us, we just had to hold a button. And I found myself holding my breath because some place, in some bits it is really quite tense. Um, but it's got an all-star studded cast. You've got David O'Kreft in it. You've got Ted Raimi. Um, you've got Brenda Song, um, for people who know her. And you've got the guy out of um, the Santa Clarita Diet. Um, and I can't remember what his name is in real life, but, um, but I do love him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's a very big cast. It's kind of, it's as enjoyable as as kind of playing a different version of oh, Ariel Winter as well. Um, Justice Smith. No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not, I'm not talking about Justice Smith. I don't Justice know. Justice Smith from Ariel uh, Winter's... Uh, Detective Pikachu. Yep. Yeah, that, that guy. One. Okay. And Dungeons and Dragons. Them popcorn bastards. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you get me in a before <laughs> of that as well? I want to see that as well. Thanks, <laughs> 
Oh yeah, just a spit. Oh, but yeah, yeah. So he's in it as well, and um, yeah, and yeah, Ariel Winter from Modern Family, um, and yeah, don't worry, Josh, I'm not going to reveal the thing. Um, but yeah, so it's got a solid cast. I think it's acted quite well. I think it's kind of like if Scream didn't exist, it would be very kind of on the on the nose of like Scream. It's kind of a bit in your face around um the cliches, but in a good way. The controls are quite clunky. The lighting is like they walk in a really strange way. Like the way that you control them is really strange. At first, their facial models take a little bit of getting used to. Um, they've done something to Holston. Oh, what was her name? Holston Sage's face. Oh, and they've given her like an unnaturally large mouth. Um, and I don't know why, but it was really distracting for like the first hour of the of the move of the game. Yeah, so the quarry, it's really good. I think we finished it in about eight hours. Um we sadly didn't keep everybody alive. Uh, <laughs> but we didn't kill everybody either. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um Miles has disappointed me with the fact that if we are to play it again, you cannot skip the cutscenes. And that disappoints me greatly because Yeah, some of them are just fucking long. There's a whole there's a massively long chapter where it's just probably the same stuff every time um anyway that's the quarry i enjoyed it it's solid eight out of ten for me probably not much more i've always heard good things about it um i remember watching a playthrough yeah. of it when it first came out and think i wrote you're a gamer and yeah it was uh intriguing for sure Ooh. i watched uh scream six last night actually thinking about scream did you did you enjoy it is that the, like, is that the most recent one yeah i really enjoyed it yeah, well, I you did rent well. it. That's good. Did you buy it digitally or something. Um, I may. Uh, yes. Yes. Totally legal means. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Josh! Why bring that? I'm sorry. I'm just. I've seen it all over Twitter because I know it's in America right at the moment, like on digital, and I'm like, I need to watch it. I'm almost getting the killer spoiled for me. And I just want to see it. It's um, yeah. It's it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's super gory. They they really take it far this time. But uh, it's a, uh, it was an enjoyable, enjoyable hour and a half. Um, so yeah, if you're into the quarry, check out Scream Six. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Miles Thompson, your game of the week, sir. Uh, so I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Fortnite just for the Star Wars stuff um, <laughs> because I just can't help but be excited by lightsabers and force pushing people into the storm to kill them. <laughs> It's just really fun, and I thought you'd appreciate the shout-out as well, Roscoe, so that you're not the only one having to drum up the Fortnite hype. Um, Thank you very much. I I finished the new set of challenges today. Ah, oh, it's, it's just so much fun, isn't it? And the blasters are sick. <laughs> spending V-Bucks on goddamn raps and troopers because I can't help myself. It feels like they knew. They knew that they would just sucker us in. It's like they know that we want to read the script to episode three, and they were like, here you go. Here's a bunch of stuff from episode three, because we know you're vital. <laughs> They've put the entire their entire Star Wars lot into the shop. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, no, stop. <laughs> Leave my wallet alone, please. <laughs> yeah. um, but my actual game of the week is going to be Remnants of the Rift. Uh, so it's a small little indie game. Uh, it's just coming into, came into early access the week just gone. Um, and it's very early kind of, it almost feels like a demo at this stage. There is still a lot of work they need to do on it. So just bear that in mind going into it. Um, but it's kind of like a, a top-down sort of puzzle strategy uh, turn-based type thing. So it's like it all happens in real time, but you can pause 
the action at any time to then plot out your move um, or to use an attack of some kind. And basically it's a bit like roguelike form formula. So you have what are called modulators that you have to defend. There'll be like a set of squares that you can move across and that enemies will spawn into. Um, you have to defeat the waves of enemies and not let your modulator be destroyed. Um, an interesting kind of thing is that you don't get killed. Your modulators get destroyed. So you can actually get hit and it doesn't matter. It just slows you down for a few seconds. Um, so there's a few abilities you can use to start with. And the kind of challenge of it is quite strong for a starting point. I think they are going to need to kind of balance certain bits a little bit more because some of the, the landscapes and the enemy types that could spawn in were just nigh on impossible to manage. Um but it's got this really cool kind of jazzy kind of serial cleaners type vibe to it um, in terms of the aesthetic and the music's quite like funky. Um, I didn't really get a lot of story and I don't know if that's because I didn't find it that interesting or just if they haven't really fleshed out the story element part of it yet. I couldn't really decide between the two. Um, but it's a really interesting kind of early prototype and I think there's enough there that you could jump in now and actually have a bit of fun if you're into the genre of like strategy in real time but also using like the pause feature to kind of plan your actions and strategize um but the early kind of building blocks are really good so i'm hopeful it's gonna progress a lot over its early access period um and it just deserves a bit of a shout out there should be a review up for it in the next kind of day or two hopefully and uh yeah it's worth having a look at lovely stuff yeah lovely stuff i had a, a quick uh a quick sneak at your review and, uh, i'm intrigued yeah, in a nice. way I'm not, I'm not going to play it, but if it comes on PS Plus, <laughs> you might give it a little look if it happens give across it your screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it happens to get all oh, free, that's my kind of language. And then I'll just like, I'll do. It does feel like one that'll end up like you know, like a pound or something on like a Steam sale in like a year's time, where you'll just see it and you'll be like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to try that out. Um, I think there's a demo for it, so you can always have a look at that as well. Oh, okay, okay, nice, nice. nice. Uh, Josh Thompson, your game of the week. My game of the week is going to be Live Alive. Um, Live Alive is an RPG from Square Enix. Um, sorry, uh, before, you, before you go, that is the actual way to say the title. Um, so I think a couple of people call it Live Alive. Some people mm. call it Live Alive. <laughs> I tend to say Live Alive or Live Alive for the okay. either, either two of those. I think it's Live Alive. Right, I, I don't know why, people. but who knows? Okay. Yeah. So Live Alive uh, originally came out in the 90s for Famicom. Uh, it was only in Japan at that point. Um, and ever since Octopath Traveler kind of blew up in popularity, selling millions with uh, the HD 2D style, um, Square Enix were kind of like, yeah, we kind of need to make some of our games more like this and bring it back. And Live Alive is the first example of that. Um, I do believe a Dragon Quest 3 is going to get that sort of remake uh, treatment with the same HD 2D stuff in the future. Um, but yeah, for now, Live Alive's out. It came out last year on the Switch, um, and we finally got it on PlayStation uh, just last week, I think. Um, and it's essentially kind of, I mentioned Octopath Traveler, it's basically you play as eight different characters. They're all kind of their own hero. They've all got their own time period. Um, the earliest is the prehistoric uh, age. And the furthest is the distant future. And you've got everything between like Imperial China, Edo Japan, um, present day, uh, Western. Um, so you've got a, a massive range of uh, time periods. And it's um, you essentially, you're a hero. You fight the bad. 
you win is usually the kind of story on its own. Um, but uh, it kind of, on the last act, it does something else and it kind of brings all your little journeys together in a way where um, by the end of it, I, I thought it was it's an essential RPG to play, um, especially for something that's been, that's almost 30 years old, feeling like a modern kind of, retro inspired rpg as opposed to like an actual retro rpg is amazing just the format of it was so ahead of its time um each kind of eight each kind of chapter which with uh the year that you're in it, they all come with their own different gimmicks um and are very easy and quick to pick up so things like in the prehistoric age you tap square and you can sniff out um your hunt because you're a hunter at that at that point um or in the Western one, uh, you come across a town as an outlaw or a supposed outlaw um, and a band of uh, ned wells are going to invade the town um, and it's up to you to spend the night placing traps before they come. Um, and it's it, it can all change depending on your efficiency and stuff like that. So um, and each chapter kind of has that sort of like, um, your choice does affect your story and like not like overarching narrative ways, but it does make it feel like yours. Um, uh, the combat is very like, it feels very aged. Um, it's grid-based, grid like turn-based. So every move is a turn essentially and you build up your action bar that you can then do abilities and fight. Um, but... Yeah, there's a lot of visual flair to it. The HD2D art style is probably going to be one of my favourites to come out of the recent sort of resurgence of retro indie pixel art stuff because I think um, the way that Live Alive has done it is uh, just gorgeous. And yeah, if you like RPGs and you like more of your sort of your 90s style RPGs, like your old Final Fantasies or Chrono Trigger, like I'd definitely give this a go. It's, uh, it's a incredible game i remember when the reviews for the switch one came out and it was crazy people were going really mad for it so i'm glad that it still kind of retains that um in these new console versions what yeah you- yeah and on because it's on playstation 5 now um not to dog out the switch and and its hardware but, but um it runs and looks like even better than the switch version so if you have tried the switch version and thought it's not for you I'd I'd try it on PlayStation because it looks gorgeous. And there's a demo out as well, so you can try the demo. I think you can play whole chapters of certain characters in that demo. So well worth checking out. Nice, nice, nice. Will do. Will do. And finally, your dog, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week is RimWorld. Uh, I've been playing... <laughs> RimWorld. <laughs> It's it's got a questionable name, um, but it's a colony simulator. It's a strategy game, as pretty much all of my game of the weeks have ever been. Um, <laughs> so it, it markets itself as a sort of story simulator as well. Um, so it'll generate stories over time, um, like events that happen to your colonists uh, or on the map which you're inhabiting. But it's a really cool game. Um so there's various different starts and there's a ridiculous modding community for the game. Possibly the biggest I can think of other than like Bethesda games. And honestly, I think it's even exceeded most Bethesda games nowadays. Um, it So you start with a colony from scratch. 
you build up over time uh, your technology and your buildings and so on. You need to keep your colonists happy. They have various needs which need to be fulfilled. Uh, and then over time, you'll encounter other groups uh, of colonists or like uh, settlements which are already on the map. Uh, it's just a really cool game. And I have put a silly amount of hours into it over the years. It's been out for quite a few years now. And I suspect I'm going to be putting more than a couple in moving forward as well. Um, so, yeah, love Rimworld. It's a great game, even if the name does make people chuckle a little bit. <laughs> Rimworld. <laughs> Rim. Rim. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, it's one of those games, isn't it, that's kind of iconic in its own way. It kind of has such a massive following. Yeah. And um, it may not be the biggest game in the world, but it, it kind of feels like it is. It's because the people are so dedicated to it. The I think the I mean yeah. the the base game itself and its DLCs are excellent, but the modding community that builds upon it is what's given it such longevity. I feel um, it's quite simple compared to a lot of other games to mod for. It doesn't have crazy graphics. Um, you don't need to be able to do too much in order to be able to just make a simple mod for the game. Um, And I think that lends itself well to its longevity. You're saying people get nice and deep into RimWorld? Oh, yes. Very much Mm. so. Yeah, I I include myself in that figure. Yikes. I know. Wow. Revelations can be all over the place tonight on the figure on the podcast. Indeed. (laughs) Yes, that was the joke, Josh. Thank you, man. That was, that was the joke. <laughs> oh dear. Um, what's my game of the week? My game of the week. Um, stand by for this one. It is. It's, it's this little game called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And hmm. I hear that's some small indie title. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. I mean, it plays like it, it plays like a small indie title. It's maybe maybe about five people, but um. Yeah, I've I've only just um, left Coruscant. I've just done like the first kind of like main section. Uh, but yeah, oh my god, it's so much smoother than the first one. It's so much more enjoyable, kind of almost immediately. Um, Cal feels a lot lighter this time, and he feels one thing I always didn't like about Fallen Order is that I felt like I was dragging Cal Kestis around, like I'm being pulled like on a string or something or a rope. Um, whereas this one, he's he's a lot more agile and he's a lot more. It's just he just jumps around and floats around like an absolute master, and it's uh, I'm having a good time with it so far. Like I said, I haven't got very far in it yet. I'm still um, getting over the basics. I'm still remembering how to play it because I haven't played Fallen Order for a while. Um, but yeah, but they are there. There's a lot of frame rate drops. Um, it's not too buggy, but the big thing for me is frame rate drops. Um, they're all over the shop, which is a shame. Um, I've knocked it down to quality. I don't like playing quality when I've got when I can play in higher frame rates. So yeah. It's fine, but yeah, it does need it does need a once over. You're absolutely right. The internet is correct, but it's uh, so far I'm having a good time. And with Miles, it is there is there is a good game in there. Just needs a little bit of a, a little, little bit of a shine, and it'll be fine. It needed two more months, two more months, and it would have been good as gold. Indeed. Instead, it's good as bronze so far. Yeah, maybe yeah. ten if you're being really maybe, mean. Maybe ten if you're. <laughs> Oh dear. Right then. You know what time it is. 
It's time for the quiz. It is over to Miles. Dun, dun, dun. It's quiz time. Ah. 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 There it is. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I will get to into it. Are we ready for a quiz? Yay! Apparently it's me. Apparently it's me. Just, you're the only oh, one. Oh, yeah, Mar- no. my quizzes. Yay! A quiz, a quiz. <laughs> Woo! Quiz. Oh, you don't I was getting my cheat sheet out. Is it Google? Uh, uh no. Ah, uh, not reveal my sources. <laughs> Is your source me? <laughs> right, before we go Is on, actually cat looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Before we go on, can can you hear this? Do you hear anything? The no. silence wouldn't. Would okay, good. Uh, I've um I've got a fan on because it's very warm in the flat, so just wanted to make sure that you couldn't hear it. That's fine. I thought okay, I thought you were going to make a joke joke about typing into Google or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never do such a thing, and I would do it on my phone as well, not on the noisy keyboard. <laughs> That's when you forget to turn the, the key tone off whenever you type something. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! Yes. Ha ha! righty, let's jump into the quiz. Everyone ready? Let me just raise Here my hand. <laughs> too busy in Rimworld right now. Hang on, I'm not getting back. Oh, God. Okay, remember the rule. Hands up only, no emojis. And I am the arbiter of how hesitation works, apparently, after last time. We're going to try and keep it more consistent. Uh, question number one. Which 2016 open world game took place in a fictional version of Southern America called New Bordeaux? Ross. Ah, bollocks. I thought you were going to say Hope County. No. I knew what you were going to think it was. I was <laughs> going to preempt this by saying, wait until I finish the question. <laughs> Josh. It is Mafia 3. It is indeed Mafia 3. Well done, sir. I did actually write that one out, and I looked back over it, and I was like, I need to slightly reword that, because otherwise it does just read like I'm saying Far Cry 5. <laughs> yeah. I could have swore I had my arm up. Um, it doesn't matter who gets it first. Sorry, mate. No, no. I thought it on my screen it was showing me a top left, which normally... That means first, does it not? Oh, it did no, it go up, showed... and then it did go down. So I thought maybe you uh, yeah. might have been Ross's answer. To be fair, I was reading the questions. If it went up and down again, it would have put Ross before you. Fair. I'll keep a lookout now. I've minimised it so I can keep a lookout. <laughs> okay, question number two. Which beloved indie horror-inspired puzzle platforming game, that was a mouthful, released in 2010 originally for the Xbox 360 before it was ported to other consoles? Josh. Is it Limbo? Oh my fucking god! Well done. <laughs> oh, he's on it today. It is indeed okay. Limbo. That is that is good knowledge. I was like a puzzle game thirteen <laughs> years ago. Fuck off! Like what kind of game are we playing? So that was so generalised. You want the kicker as well? I've never played it. No, me either. It's been something that's been on my list, I guess, for thirteen years. But here we never are. got there. Never Thanks got there. Go. Question number three. In Prince of Persia 2008, who's the female character that accompanies the prince? Crickets, because no one played it. I played this. Ross. Queen Amidala. (laughs) No, I'm afraid not. (laughs) Is this the one... Was it Troy Baker that voiced Prince of Persia in this one? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was one of his early roles. Oh, Uh, Nolan North, I think. Not a... Uh, Kat, did you have your hand up? Yeah, only for a joke answer. Oh, go, just go for a joke answer. 
I was just I was just gonna say Princess Jasmine. <laughs> uh. Uh, no. Uh, anyone else want to have a guess? So like if we... No, no, I've just seen it. Like... <laughs> I was going to say, just... anyone who's guessing now is probably cheating. <laughs> yeah, that's been Googled just, many I've a time. Seen it on, I've just seen it on Wiki to see who the actor of... Uh, uh, was it Nolan? Um, I don't know. I know it's Elika is the answer. Elika is... <laughs> Okay, question number four. During the lizard trial... It's like Arabian days. (laughs) (laughs) We just need a musical podcast now. Yes, Um, it it was Nolan North. Ah, yeah, fair. That makes sense. Uh, During the lizard trial in heavy rain, what must Ethan Mars cut off to succeed? (laughs) Cat. His finger. Indeed, it is indeed a finger. I was like, lizard child, I've done a lizard child in heavy rain, then you said in heavy rain. That's a fucking savage scene, by the way. It is, yeah. Well, it's as savage as you want it to be. You can't just take a meat cleaver to it and just be done. <laughs> That's what I did. Jason! I think, I think I accidentally used like the really small knife, and it takes forever, and the QTE is like making you constantly go back and forth. It's minging. Um Question number five. Starkiller is the name of the protagonist in which video game? Josh. Is it um, oh, fucking Star Wars The Force Unleashed? It is indeed. Well done, sir. Thank you. Number six. Horse Armor <laughs> Horse armor was made infamous as a DLC by which game publisher and for which game? Yoga, need be all over this. Go on, mate. It's Bethesda and it's for Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Yeah, well done. Question number seven. Inspire the Dragon... <laughs> What does our For little purple sake. dragon have to collect around each level? Oh my god, Josh got that Josh! <laughs> gems? Josh. Yeah, it is gems. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't come to win, I come to decimate. Well, there was oh. going to be some sort of like harder question, so I kind of like stuttered because I was like, wait, what? Collecting that so I put my hand up like... joke. <laughs> this is like Yog Dog stealing my questions last week. Not being rude, Miles, but you should have stopped the question when Josh puts hand up because that's what you did to me a couple of weeks ago. I mean, uh, you, you, you continued, you continued the question yeah. and still let Josh answer it. But me and Yog got suffered a couple of weeks ago because you were like, "Oh, you've got to finish the you I'm not going to finish the question now." I mean, it wouldn't be a chaotic quiz unless I just did whatever. Yeah. Cat, do you want my point? I don't need many. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a flex. (laughs) You can have the point. I don't even need it. Do you know what? He made made me feel so guilty about stealing his point a couple of weeks ago, and then he has the audacity to be like, Jen, fuck it. Fuck you. Whoa. It kind of ended up fair and square, really. But... It all evens out. You, you, you literally, you put your hand up after Spyro the Dragon. It could have been anything. Could have been. Could have been. But it was gems. Miles, stop my point. Give it to Cat. Come on. I don't want your fucking point. Fuck That's your point. Terrible. Shove your point out. Keep it the sun don't shine. Yeah. Collect your oh, points like Spyro collects the gems. Spyros. <laughs> what Spyros what? 
yeah, where his doesn't shine, where Spyro's sun doesn't shine. What is gems? Yeah, I'll put the gems up Spyro's bum. Uh, Spyro's Rimworld. Just to confirm. <laughs> I have I have not given the point as Kat told you to shove it. So Josh, you maintain your point. Thank you. Uh well, question number see what you've done. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> fair, fair as always, Quizmaster. Thank you. Yeah. The the rules are always set in stone. They never change, you know. I'm never uh, fluctuating with them whatsoever. Uh question number eight. Which famous Game of Thrones actor, Josh? Gems. Gems. <laughs> No, it is not gems. All right, I'm out for this one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Which famous Game of Thrones actor appeared in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare? Roscoe. Kit Harrington. It is indeed Kit Harrington. Finally! God. Well done, mate. Um, question number nine. If I was a Tekken character with tall, standing up, squared out hair, which character would I be? Oh, Josh. Paul. Yeah, it is indeed Paul. Well done. Yeah. Last one. Question Ooh. number 10. The Apple Phoenix, the guy with really standy up hair. There's a big Paul. punch. Hi, Paul. I'm Paul. Come fight me. <laughs> that Someone's is basically his character. He's like, I'm Paul and I punch things. And that's his character. So, you know. From the US. No. Typically. Ah, okay. like one of the only characters from the US. And he's just hit. Just looks stupid. But you just got to play as him because he has a big punch. Uh, Hello to all 10. of our American listeners. We love you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't have anything against the name Paul, we promise. Yeah. Um, question number 10. They played us like a damn fiddle is a quote from Kaz Miller specifically. Which game does he say this line in? A quote Kaz, from who? Kaz Miller. I don't know who I is. I can give you a hint if everyone agrees. Mm. Yeah. Is it going to yeah. be your favourite? Is it part of your favourite game? Uh, I can't answer that, but if you have your hand up. I'm going to say then, what was the one that you nearly gave around, gave away the other day? Well, obviously I can't, I can't answer you that, can I? (laughs) (laughs) That that, that would be cheating. I was going to say, I literally cannot answer that question. Who's asking the questions here, Kat? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Metal Gear Solid 5, but I don't know. Why? Oh yeah, um, you might be right, you know, because that's cars. Yeah. Yes, but the <laughs> the question says specifically which game does he say this line in? Well, I've just said Metal Gear Solid Five. Which one? You mean which one? It was split Five. into two. Which which one Get is it? Fucked. Part one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is part one, but you need the name for part one. Right, Josh has already got too many points. Metal Gear Solid, um, potassium, iron, and copper. I don't know. Josh, Josh next. He has too many points. It is. Oh, he does, but he was next. Five ground zeros. It is indeed Metal Gear Solid oh. Five ground zeros. <laughs> and it wasn't really split into two parts, was it? Now, come on. I mean, yeah, like, I can, can only like, forcibly, like, forcibly like, cut that chunk off. <laughs> it was like an eighth, and then the rest of the game. What, yeah. What's your other one called? I know ground zeros, but what's your other one? The Phantom Pain. 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 Oh, okay. I'm nuclear. <laughs> that was actually a great trailer, that one. Great trailer. Close game, guys. Well done. Yeah, that was a really tight-knit contest, that one. Um, so we have a winner. I'm, I'm sure you all can't guess who it is. George uh, is a smug prick when he wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just lose so much that I might as well revel in it. I might as well be an asshole. 
I love how like you, you do lose quite often, but then when you win, you win big. Like you go all in on your win. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a proper gambler. It's like a real addiction. Yeah, you're all in or nothing. Uh, yeah. So Josh, you finished on uh, six points. So uh, congrats on your fine performance. Everyone else got one point. So it was a tie for second place. Wow, that's Didn't. bad. Second, the best guys, and you're all the best. There you go. <laughs> was there only uh, nine questions? Uh, so we didn't get this question. Which uh, question? Oh, yeah, the Prince of Persia one, no one got. Uh... Yeah. Wow. Da, 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 like a kid <laughs> waiting in the rain for four hours to watch Taylor Swift. <laughs> hey, now. Drop everything now and meet her in the pouring rain. Listen, it's amazing that she's still meant to go on. She could have cancelled. No, she didn't. Okay, look, right. Uh, yes, okay. Well done, Taylor Swift, for staying yeah. until like two a.m. to play the show. Right. TikTok is acting like she's the only artist that's ever done this, and it's like, no. <laughs> Band still play oh, in the wait. rain. Ross, you really don't want to go uh, down listen, this rabbit hole with a Swift. Taylor, I'm telling you, man. Taylor, I've tried. Taylor Swift rain show is something to be. It's just amazing. Ross, you're in, you're in dangerous is territory. The so her hair was still dry like the whole time. It's really weird. Yeah, it, it looked. It, it looked. It looked dry as fuck. Because she looks amazing. No, it doesn't mm. look dry at all. Her hair is wet as fuck. It's stuck to her head, but she still looks incredible because she's Taylor Swift. Wait, what are we talking about here? Why are we talking about dry and wet? <laughs> There was just some TikTok. She was at her piano and her hair looked like it was obviously raining, but her hair looked really dry. Maybe it's just like a, the angle or something, but it was just like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe she's not actually from this earth. CGI. A lot, <laughs> she wasn't actually there. They just CGI'd her to the stage. She's, she was just a hologram the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Fair dues. Um, right then. Thank you very much, Miles. Thank You're welcome. Miles. You're welcome as ever, guys. Really Hope it was. I hope it was nice and stable and fully non-chaotic as usual. Oh, it was lovely. It was lovely. Um, but right then, let's talk about Xbox! Because you may have noticed that uh, Redfall came out this week to somewhat disappointing reviews. Um, the Metacritic currently is not that great. And, well, head of Xbox Phil Spencer has been on to kind of funny games of all places. Um, I, I should say, you know, if you're a long-term listener of this podcast, I'm not a big fan of kind of funny games, but this is a fantastic interview, and I highly recommend checking it out if you do want to get into the nitty-gritty of what's currently going on at Xbox. It's a really interesting uh, chat. Uh, Phil Spencer gets very open, very honest about things, and it's great. So do check it out if you get a chance on YouTube. Um, anyway, uh, the bolt of it is Xbox Phil Spencer has apologized for the launch state of Redfall and claimed that developer Arcane Austin will work on improvements for the game. Addressing Redfall's disappointing reception to a new interview with Kind of Funny Games, Microsoft's head of gaming claimed that the platform holder did not expect such a negative reception to the game, citing internal mock reviews which allegedly suggested it could have received much higher scores. Phil Spencer says, there's nothing that's more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community. I've been a part of it for a long time. I obviously work on Xbox. I'm the head of the business. I have a lot of friends and get a lot of feedback and just to kind of watch the community lose confidence, be disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm upset with myself. We do mock reviews for every game that we launch, and this is double digits lower than where we thought we would be with this game. That's one of the most disappointing things. We would never strive for launch a game that we thought we'd be aiming to review in the low 60s. It's not part of our goals. 
If you look at our review scores over the past year, and this is not a defense at all, I think the teams have done a much better job at having the level of quality of the games that we've shipped. And this game was significantly below our internal metrics compared to where it actually reviewed. But that's not on anybody but us. We have to own that. There are quality issues, and we are working on those, but a fundamental piece of feedback I get is that the game isn't realizing the creative vision it had for its players. That doesn't feel like a, hey, just delay it. That feels like the game had a goal to do one thing, and when the players are actually playing it, they're not feeling that. When a game needs to be delayed, like what we did with Starfield, Halo, and Redfall, because the production time is saying, we have this vision and our production timeline don't give us the competition of that vision. We do delay games. Learning about the quality, I know there are bugs. I've seen them in Redfall. When I look at the crash rates with the games, it's not out of proportion for a game that has just launched. It's kind of in the pocket of what we'd expect. That's not a denying of the animation, streaming, or text bugs, or AI bugs. We will go and work on those. But when I look at the review scores of this game, it's about did we have enough creative differentiation in our core idea and did we realize that creative ambition? I'm a huge supporter of Arcane. Their track record is awesome. I love a lot of the great games that they've built. This is one where the team didn't hit their own internal goals. Um, it, it goes on like that, but um, I will link the article or link the video into the article uh, into our description of the podcast if you want to go and check it out. Um, this is very interesting because you don't normally see a studio head come out and be this blatant and blunt with its audience in regards to the quality of the games. Cat, um, I suppose this is quite unprecedented. Do you do you have a, a little kind of like monochrome of uh, going, okay, Xbox, that's fair enough. You want to like step out and be open about it? Or do you think they could have maybe avoided this if they had just held off for the game for a little bit. I'm I'm more on your first one. I think this is kind of like a fair enough situation of like, I think if you're going to come out with a statement, it's one of those things because I guess last week I was talking about how this can't be the norm anymore. It shouldn't be the norm anymore that you're releasing games in not a very fit state for the money that you're paying. I guess if you knew that beforehand, I, I think we're erring on the side of like you shouldn't be apologizing. You should be asking for permission kind of thing. Like it's now flipped it. So like people always say don't they like I'd rather I'd rather apologize and ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. But these luckily Redfall is free, right? Is that I'm thinking of that right? Am I just I've just made that up? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game Pass, and so therefore, like I think that's that's fair enough in a sense. We're not being charged eighty pounds for a game that isn't, you know, as expected. Live service games anyway are very tricky, um, and yeah. So I think I think great that you've done that, and I think as well that the article also acknowledges that a delay probably wouldn't have solved all of its problems, and I think that's the point is that they probably weighed up a delay. So they would have probably said in these in these terms, okay, well, the game isn't fit to stand, so we delay it, and then people are annoyed when it's still somewhat broken when it gets released. Because I guess what we're expecting when it's delayed is that, okay, we've well, delayed the game by three months, four months, six months, is that it's going to come out like Ragnarok. So Ragnarok was delayed by X amount of time, and when it came out, it was perfect. And and that was that was kind of the, the be-all and end-all of Ragnarok, wasn't it? Is that they they took their time and we respected them for that. Uh, but what we're, what we're not going to respect as a community is delaying a game and then it's still being buggy as fuck, <laughs> um, a little bit like Cyberpunk. Um, I think it's one of those things where if if someone like Phil Spencer, you know, this is this 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 dude is the the face of Xbox and he is addressing it. I think a lot of people have much more respect for that, and I think a lot of people will probably think actually no, that's not good enough. I think. 
It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it obviously didn't meet their expectations. It hasn't met a lot of other people's expectations, but they're continuing to work on it. And I think they should work on it because it seems that like what the critics are thinking and what the audience are thinking, what the consumers are thinking are two different things. It's really strange. I, I've i met a lot of people, I say met, I, I know a lot of people who have had quite a good time with Redfall. So already there's that disparity between what the critics are saying and, and actually what the consumer is saying. And so I think it's important to keep working on the game. Um, but I'm sure this feels like a learning curve. They said something in the... Um, Oh no, that's the next point. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's 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 my my point. It's a tricky one, especially like you said last week with like how much of this is COVID, how much of this is just the studio, how much of it is development. Is it just all one big amalgamation, and is it something that is going to be fixed for the, for the future? He said something, what you said in your quote, which is like, it's to be expected. And i that's the only bit I disagree with, is that actually you shouldn't be releasing any game if it's already expected that the game doesn't go right. Just like we wouldn't expect a film to like miss a scene when it gets released. Yeah. Silly. Um, yeah. So I think if he's going to work on that, um, like for the future, then they're going to see a lot of shit like this because he's going to go with the precedent as a baseline of, oh, well, people expect it to be a bit broken. Well, we expect it because that's the norm at the moment, but it shouldn't be. And that's the reason that you're getting shitty Metacritic scores because we're yeah. expecting out of the worst, not expecting it because it's it's normal. Mm. Absolutely. But yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Miles, yes. with this and Jedi Survivor, The Last of Us, um, should we buy video games anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it is becoming. I think it's always been a problem with games releasing. You know, buggy, especially PC ports. We were always very used to that. Um, and there is an element of porting games to PC, for example, can be a really tricky process. So I think, as much as it's not acceptable, it's kind of a bit more understandable. But mm. with Redfall. Xbox marketed this quite heavily, and when they showed it off in trailers and whatever, they made this look like a game that was going to be super fun and looked like it worked, and it doesn't. Um, I think, like he, uh, Phil Spencer alluded to in the interview, a delay wouldn't have saved this game because fundamentally it's a poorly made game. You can see throughout its design, I've watched multiple uh, reviews and playthroughs where people are doing main missions where there's one enemy inside like a main building where a main mission is taking place. So they literally walk in, headshot this enemy, go over to where their objective is, finish it, and then that's the mission. And it's like, that is... And people are like, I don't know if this is a glitch where enemies aren't spawning, or if they just haven't bothered to actually code in that enemies should be here. Um, and there's fundamental design problems within that that you can't salvage with a delay. Like, the game is just busted. Um, I think it's sad, because Arcane were phenomenal, and I, I hate to say this, but I think part of the problem was Deathloop's success. I think they've built this game in, what, you know, two years? They released uh, Deathloop in, what, the winter of 2021, I want to say? Or was it 2020? Um, so they've built this game quickly, and you can see how well that's done for them. Um, I think the lack of oversight on Phil Spencer and Microsoft's part has also played a part into this. I think as much as we laud and want creative... Uh, people to have their freedom to make the games they want to game development needs someone looking over and going you don't need that cut it or you do need this make sure you get that right 
And I think because they were left with, with completely no oversight almost whatsoever, it's kind of embarrassing that Phil Spencer was like, we didn't even check in. Like, we didn't even poke our head in the door to be like, hey, how's Redfall coming along? Is it going to be good for release? And they were like, yeah. And he was like, cool. And then it releases. And now he's having to backtrack and be like, no, it wasn't ready for a release. And we shouldn't have promised that. And it's like, but you should have known. Like, you are the head. It, it does fall on you whether it should or it shouldn't. Um, and it just understandably will create the perception of, what can we expect from Starfield? And what can we expect from any future Microsoft release? Because even Halo Infinite had to have a year-long delay because the trailer looked terrible um, to a lot of people. And then when it came out, it still had problems. You know, the campaign was great, but the multiplayer was lacking and there were issues with the game. And if they can't even get Halo Infinite or a studio like Arcane to produce games that fundamentally play well, um, you know, from the outset... You've really got to question what's going on with all these studios. You can't just buy studios and expect loads of quality to just happen. Um, I think there's something that's a bit rotten within the core of what's going on with them. I know I'm getting off topic a little bit, but I think Redfall is an unfortunate symptom of that problem. And I just feel sad for Arcane because I really love the studio, but I didn't particularly enjoy Deathloop as much as others. And Redfall is a bit of a disaster for them. Um, so I just hope they get given the time. I think they should just I think Redfall should just be written off. I don't see why they should continue to support it at this stage. Um I think they should write it off, call it a day, apologize for the state it was in, um, and let Arcane move on to their next project and actually make something that they are good at making. It's quite clear they are not good at online co-op focused shooters. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is the thing, right? I mean, whatever you may think of Deathloop, it is a tightly well designed video game. Yeah. And it's 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 design and it's world it's fascinating and it does build upon those building blocks of dishonored mm. and you know i didn't love death Deathly, but i know a load of people did and so you know it is a success in that regard um but i cannot believe that redfall comes from arcane yeah like it blows my mind so i've i told you this week i've been playing Redfall, and i haven't hated it at all it is bare and it is but it is bare bones it is the most basic survivor looter shooter probably ever even less so than like state of decay and things like that Mm-hmm. Um, it is so basic, um, but it's just how do you go from dishonored to this? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I don't understand. It's like I it's my understanding that Redfall was a development before the buyout, but I could be wrong about that. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was something they'd wanted to work on. But and then then again, you go, but why? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Dishonored Three was right there. And I know Dishonored isn't the biggest selling game series ever, but it has a, a core fan base. And those games are very, very, very good. Yes. And I don't understand how they go, well, let's take three steps back. And it's the same when, you know, like Rare went to Microsoft and they made Connect Sports or whatever. You know, it was like, well, hang on a minute. No. You've got Rare, who at that point were flying so high from the N64 era that they then go to Xbox and they're starting and they just churn out the Xbox guff, essentially, you know, the garbage that they put out for Connect and what. And yeah, you know, well, hang on a minute. That's that's not how to treat those studios. And then they got given Sea of Thieves and then that sort of became the rare that we used to know. Um, but this is a this is a very strange movie for Arcane, and I still can't quite get my head around it. Um because think... it doesn't it doesn't feel anywhere near as deep or as layered or as interesting as Dishonored or Deathloop. I think that's where, you know, I said about how Deathloop felt like it was, uh, I know obviously it was very critically well received and it sold very well, 
But as a someone who's enjoyed both Dishonors and played 60 Hours of Prey, which I thought was an incredible, incredibly made game, I could already see the shift happening of the deep um, intricacy of like the environmental storytelling, the play your own way, the ability to almost kind of do anything, which was, you know, emblematic of what Dishonored and Prey were. And in Deathloop, it became a much tighter focus, but it was dressed up in that roguelike kind of design to kind of get away with it. And it worked because it made arcane games more mainstream. It allowed people who were turned off by their games to be really interested in it. And that was a good thing. But it also meant they started to water down some of their core principles that drew in that small audience like myself who loved Dishonored and Prey, but no one else did. Um, And I think Redfall was always going to be like, as soon as they announced it's going to be an online co-op looter shooter thing, I was like this is not going to turn out well. This is not what you make and it's not what you're good at making. Um, And it just feels like that is exactly what happened, unfortunately. And it makes me sad because I could kind of see the writing on the wall almost immediately. And I kind of wanted to be wrong. And it's kind of a shame that it's not turned out that way. Um, But I hope they can get back on track and that Microsoft will give them a bit of oversight to keep them on, you know, make what you make. That's good. You know, you're very good at what you do, do what you do and stick to it kind of thing. Yeah. It's a real shame because Arcane, you know, they could be Xbox's naughty dog if they really wanted to be, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, if they had, if they were given that time and that budget and that depth to go, just make what you want, we'll be there, you know, we'll give you a guiding hand the whole way through to use the Xbox consoles properly and use their, you know, and it's just like, they really could be huge if they weren't given stuff like Redfall to me. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, you know. Yeah, mistakes all round. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we'll try and tie in like, the next one as well because um, Phil Spencer has said along so in that in that interview that just making great games won't change the Xbox console market share, uh, which is a very interesting quote. And I think he is right to an extent, in my opinion, but it would probably help a little bit. Um, he has said openly, again, we're not in the business of out-consoling Sony or out-consoling Nintendo. There isn't really a great solution or win for us. All I know is that this will set a ton of a ton of people, but it's just the truth of the matter that when you're a third place in the console marketplace and the top two players are as strong as they are and have in certain cases a very, very discreet focus on doing deals and other things that kind of make being Xbox hard for us as a team, and that's on us, not on everybody else. Are you, I see commentary that if you just build great games, everything will turn around. It's just not true. That if we go off and build great games and all of a sudden we're going to see console share shift in some dramatic way. Uh, Josh, what's your thoughts on that comment? Um, it's it's difficult because on the one hand, there is some sort of way of thinking that you can agree with on that uh, that statement. Um, but then you have Sony with PlayStation and their games that usually are critically successful and then they are selling more units at the same time. So it's hard to say like which which is it like what is the reason for playstation if it's not these um like hyperbolic 11 out of 10 games that phil spencer mentioned um uh for me personally i think uh my console allegiance and when i say allegiance it's a loose term of a favored console that i would play my games on not something i would die on a hill for (laughs) over battle (laughs) um so calm down uh but um it would be where the games are and for me i think the games are on the playstation at the moment um 
Uh, I'm someone that enjoys story-focused games, um, and PlayStation have that in troves. Um, so, um, and Xbox is more focused on online multiplayer, um, and that's not working out for them so well. Um, to the point where you know Halo came out um, half finished, the multiplayer came out first until they released single player, and single player wasn't even its full thing. Like yes, that you could f- complete it, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't a feature complete. You know, who can play multiplayer? Can do it co-op? Can do all this? Um, so it's a really strange strategy that they're going for that seemingly keeps not working. Um, and for them to that for them to still deny that it's not necessarily going to be the games, yet everything else is also not working. It's like, so what can we blame apart from outside of Microsoft um, fumbling each time they make a choice or make a decision? Um, uh, this is definitely the most candid Phil Spencer's been in terms of his position and uh, uh, Microsoft's overall sort of uh, what uh, like position also. Um, but he has always been like that as well. He there there was a lot of it's it's strange to see um, whether or not they had this interview planned before kind of the Redfall views came out. Like they had it weeks in advance booked in because he's a busy guy. They probably did. And it was just fortuitous timing that we got it at the right after Redfall reviews dropped that he spoke about it because he's always been an open book um, with their strategy and how they want to proceed. And I've and I've really liked what he's had to say. Kind of this forward thinking. Games are for everyone. Games should be played. Be able to play. Be played everywhere. Um, and the technology that they're trying to kind of go towards is exciting. Um, they've just not got the games and uh, this 11 out of 10 score for a game would change that, I think. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's it. That's all I've got to say for that. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's a solid point. I mean, I think the next everyone's eyes now are on Starfield um, to see how that goes. Uh, of course, yeah. we've seen footage of that and it was buggy and it was frame ratey and it was you know this is early on though of course and so you know but i don't know where's the faith uh your dog i'm gonna leave i guess the toughest question for you um where what would you want to see from xbox next what what where do you think they need to go in order to kind of recoup some some kind of like love back to their system to their ecosystem if you like uh oh god that's a yeah, sorry, I'd have, I'd have written down. This is unfortunate as your last. It's yeah. a hell of a question. I just um... so I definitely feel like they need to branch out into anything other than shooters. Um, in the last few years, uh, the only game Microsoft games I can massively think of that have come out are um, stuff like Halo. Uh, they've brought up studios which are doing stuff like Dead this is it Dead State, I think, or something, the zombie survival game. And then they've got stuff like Forza. The problem is pretty much every game I can think of that they've released has had major issues at launch. So I think to begin with, they need to make sure that the games they are releasing are actually suitable to play at launch. And now no game is ever going to be bug free, but 
they could certainly do better in terms of making sure that the stability and the bugs, which are keep popping up in these games, uh, do get handled. And they also need to be feature complete at launch. Uh, again, quite a few games haven't had all their features at launch. It doesn't exactly fill you with confidence in going and playing the game. So uh, a lot of people will wait until they know the game's feature complete, but then they've got away with player figures, and then it doesn't look great for them anyway. So I think they need to tackle it from sort out the bugs, make sure the game's feature complete at launch, uh, expand the variety of offerings that they have. Um, now they are they've been buying a lot more studios and and publishers in recent years. They've got plenty of IPs now. And they got plenty of studios to actually realize the visions of a lot of these IPs. So actually utilizing them would be nice. Um, but the problem is it's going to take them a few years to do that because it takes, what, four or five years to make a game. Sometimes more if it's like a big AAA title. So um, I'm not sure massively what's on the horizon for Microsoft. I know you've got a couple of Bethesda games. I think it's going to be Starfield when it's meant to be uh, in the next Elder Scrolls, and then after that it's meant to be the next Fallout. But you're probably looking seven or eight years away until Fallout's released, four years until the next Elder Scrolls. So they seem to take a long time. I mean, Skyrim came out in, what, 2010-ish? <clears throat> so it is ripe for yeah. a, a, another... A game in that series so maybe some big hitters like making sure that um, the next Elder Scrolls game actually uh, it's going to have a huge amount of hype around it if they can at, make sure that it's stable which would be a first for a Bethesda game that would really help um, yeah I mean I'm I'm not entirely sure, honestly, to fully answer the question. It's been a while since I've massively played Microsoft games. I've seen all the news articles and stuff, but it's it's hard for me to actually have a uh, have an, a massive opinion on this because I haven't actually experienced them massively firsthand. So I'm only going from secondhand. Um, and similar for Sony, to be honest. I know Sony's had a lot of exclusives these last few years, which I'd like to play, but I haven't played. So, like, I don't know how good they actually are because I've not played them. So, do you have a PC Game Pass sub? Um, I did. Uh, it's lapsed, so I maybe will renew it at some point. I played a little bit of Forza Horizon. Five, yeah, I think it was that one. Um, and I, I didn't really play much else. Uh, it wasn't no, a ton that really took my fancy. But um, what about I, Is that is that uh, that's one you might might check out down the line? Yeah, um, I miss games like Crackdown. Um, I, I really enjoyed Crackdown one and two, and I know they're the most mediocre games out there, but. I miss Microsoft making titles which just weren't big AAA releases. And I suppose Redfall kind of falls under that, except it was meant to be a huge release. Uh, 
Arcane was, um, you know, it's been one of the biggest names in the business for the last 10 years or so um, in terms of the games they do. And a lot of people were excited to see after Dishonored and uh, Deathloop what they were going to be doing next. So I know it's two different Arcane Studios, but mm. I think they both worked on each other's games a little bit. So yeah. it turns yeah. out it's an absolute disaster. But there we are. <sighs> I, I, I don't know whether they're going to be able to fix it or not. I do hope they do, because I think from the gameplay I've seen, I think with friends, it's one of those, uh, it's, it's very easy to make a game which is fun with friends. It's harder to make one which is fun solo. Um, and I, I feel if you fix some of the main issues, like there haven't been not enough enemies, then you could make a fun co-op experience out of Redfall, but it's still only ever going to be like a what, 7 out of 10. From Arcane, you'd probably expect better than that. Yeah. A lot better. Indeed. Um, right then, let's go away from Xbox for a moment and talk PlayStation! Because there are further rumors going around that the PlayStation Showcase will finally appear either at the end of this month or early next month. Um, we've been talking about it a fair bit in our uh, company Slack. And um, I thought, well, time is ever. Let's just lighten the mood a little bit. Talk about what could possibly come from the PlayStation Showcase. Um, our lovely Sean has, of course, as ever, done a whole great big list of um, every Sony first-party studio and what they're currently working on, what we think they're currently working on or are working on. Um, and there's a lot to get excited about. Um, Kat, anything on that list you're super hyped for that may or may not be at the showcase? Do you know what? Part of me thinks that if PlayStation never did another showcase again, I wouldn't fucking care. <laughs> every time Whoa. I watch a showcase. Every t- I, don't know, I know that's controversial, but like every time I watch a showcase, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, okay. I think there's like 40 minutes. In a 40-minute showcase, I think I normally care about six and a half minutes of it. Um. Let me reset your mind right back to the PS5 reveal showcase. Right, the first amazing, time we incredible. saw the, the first time we yeah. saw Forbidden West. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. And whilst I think those ones need to stay, I think the ones that are like Oh, you mean the state of plays? Like spotlight showcases. Yes, sorry, state of plays. But also like I think as well, ever since that showcase, they haven't been great. Because like, you're absolutely right. That year showed off Ragnarok and Forbidden West in the same thing. That was incredible. That was like an incredible showcase. But like, what else is there other than Spidey and Wolverine? Like, yeah, I'm really excited for Spidey. Wolverine, I think, is far too early, but they might show us a little bit. I think they'll show us some sort of trailer. Um, I think I need to be very, very careful and wear earplugs because if they announce the MGS3 remake, I'm going to have a very, very, very happy tiered boyfriend. Mm. The um, roof of this house will scream. not survive. It's going it to be, will I was not gonna say, it'll be like a World Cup moment. Um... Yeah, I, I other than that, so it's interesting because Sean put like a new Astrobot. I love a new Astrobot actually. To be fair. hell yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That 
absolutely think that game absolutely slaps. But do, do I need to see it in a showcase? Nah, not really. I think it's cute. I do love it. Like the I do love like these, but I also sometimes think, uh, what was the one where we just could not see stop seeing trebuchets? Was that an Xbox <laughs> one? That was an Xbox showcase. Yeah. Right, fine, okay. Yeah, yeah, the uh, superior one. Fine. See, they all mix up in my head now, and I'm just like, I don't know if I... Nothing is standing out to me apart from that one where we saw Ragnarok and Fibber and West in the same thing. I remember sitting down with a notepad last year being like, come on, give it to me, give me the best stuff. And then last year was a 10-minute deep dive of a a Little Devil Inside. Yes. Where the fuck is that game? (laughs) <laughs> that, where is it? Is that's never going to show the fucking light of day, and uh, that's what I mean. Like they, sh- they literally, um, dedicated over ten percent of their showcase to that game. Where is it, Tony? Where the fuck is it? <laughs> um, and a lot of, and I think as well, like a lot of the games that we saw last year in the showcase were games that we'd also seen from the Xbox reveal, and also games that we already knew were coming out, and it just. It's just sometimes they copy over a bit too much. Like Final Fantasy and shit like that. And it's just like, okay, what was the one that, was it for Spoken that kept um, popping up fucking everywhere? I can't remember. This is, I've got COVID bad brain. But for Spoken, like... yeah, and uh, Deathloop. That's it. It was definitely before spoken, and I was like, "Cool, I've I see this trailer one more time. I'm gonna put a pin in my eye." Like, <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh no, we're not trying to be in competition with each other." Okay, well, can you at least communicate, please? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I think for me personally, um, I can't wait to see anything Spidey related. Um, I would like to see what's going on with Wolverine. I would also like to see the um factions multiplayer. I think that might be quite interesting, although I don't know how much I would get into that. But I would I would love a little Astrobot game. That'd be fucking sick. Um if Days Gone 2 wants to be announced, that'd be nice from Sony Bend. I wouldn't get your hopes up for that game ever seeing the light of day. I know. And this is I just just please bring back Tekken. Please. You did, it's because you didn't buy it first time around. Yeah, if you bought yeah, it. Yeah, fuck me. Eh? Director and, hates me. <laughs> if you bought it, then they'll be like, oh, it sold well. Let's make a sequel. Oh, but yeah. You waited, you waited five years and then it was like, oh, it's too late. Oh, I waited five years. Yeah, well, but it was buggy as fuck when it came out. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, other than my controversial views about showcases at the moment, um, those are the those are my top three and a half with Little Devil inside, somewhat showing its face. Maybe potentially, probably not. What if Little Devil inside was like a shadow drop on PS Plus on the day of the showcase? That'd be cool. That'd be cool. But I think it's one of those things of like, I'd be really excited, but then I'd be like, fuck hell, about time. <laughs> I think it's just I don't I wonder I said to I mean Miles were actually talking about this yesterday. Um and Miles thinks that it's going to be quietly cancelled forever. Like not even gonna see the light of day. Production has already been shut down. He is absolutely certain of it. Wow, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Toby was so sad. Yeah, me and Toby would be having its own funeral for Little Devil inside. Um mm. But then maybe it will release and we'll be really excited and actually the the chase and the wanting of this game is better than the game itself. What if it does that to us, Ross? What if it <laughs> does that? Know. 
God damn, Little Devon has had just four plays in it at this point. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes four plays better than, than the real thing, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, well, and on that note, segue. Uh, Miles. Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh god hello there oh i'm sorry my friend that was very accidental but hey uh-huh. blame your girlfriend on that one um <laughs> what are we talking about oh yeah playstation showcase <laughs> um yeah sean made a nice little comprehensive list anything there that you want to see Big sign that isn't Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. I was going to say, we all know what I want. So, uh, the fact that it's getting more and more like this room is becoming a thing, I'm trying desperately not to get excited, because I feel like I will just explode. Um, but, as much as I do agree with Kat, actually, I think a lot of the state of plays and stuff haven't been particularly interesting, and there's been a lot of kind of fluff that's been coming up. But I think Sony does have a good lineup of stuff uh, potentially coming um, in the next while. I'm very interested. I know we're probably not going to get it, but, you know, Housemark after doing Returnal, it'd be really interesting to know, even if there's like a teaser of what they're working on. I think Sucker Punch, you know, Tsushima came out not too long ago, but I think it's been enough time that, again, they could probably be quite well into working on something which would be interesting to see um i think there's just a lot of smaller studios that are working on lots of different games and like you know with returnal for example it wasn't like an established ip i think that's what sony have really nailed in recent years is that they've been dropping good games which aren't expected ones you know we've had our god of wars and horizons but we've also had a lot of other stuff which has been a surprise um so yeah i'm just I'm excited to see what's going to come out. I do hope that now the Activision Blizzard deal thing is half sunk, that maybe Sony will be like, right, let's you know show what we're actually working on now and give you something to look forward to. I do feel like the last few we've had have been purposely um, underplayed almost, um, mm-hmm. as if to like lull us into a false sense of Sony aren't doing anything um, to look good to the uh, the people working on that case. But I think this one that comes up in the summer. Um, it could be the time where they finally drop a lot of the the big stuff. You know, we'll get some teasers for some big games. We'll get some show offs of uh, trailers for the ones coming in the more recent um, time. I do hope we get something on Spider Man too. I feel like something is really needed to start drumming up the hype for that now. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm just intrigued. You know, we're going to see anything that Bungie's working on. Um, lots of little things that have question marks over them that I think Sony could be like, hey, look at these twenty games we're working on. Enjoy. And it would be quite a mic drop moment. So, yeah, I'm hopeful it's going to be a good one. And they're all coming out in 2023. Oh, imagine. Imagine. And then they drop right at the end, Metal Gear. I'll explode. I will literally explode. I will combust. Breaking news. First Spencer quits as head of Xbox. <laughs> yeah. And it made me laugh about that, that woe is me comment he had. Where he was like, if we just made great games, it would make it better. I was like, did you miss the entire PS4 era of like, that is exactly how Sony got people to buy their consoles again? Yeah. Um yeah. and it and knowing like what Sony are bringing like in the next couple of years I think is exactly proof that if you make good games people will buy your console. Um so yeah, let's see if the state of play can live up to that hope. It's it's you know it's war, man. Build it and they will come. Yeah. You know I'm like you know people want games and if you give them games they will come to buy games. Like that's what they want to do. We're gamers. <laughs> Just give us yeah. some games. Just play some video games, man. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. <laughs> We're not a hard audience to please. You make good really games, not. we buy them, and we give you our money. Look at Fortnite. Like, I hated it for years, and they made it good, and then they put Star Wars in it. And, like, think of how much money they've grifted off me now. 
How much money do you think you spent on Fortnite? I don't even want to. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to acknowledge it. I just I even bought the clone trooper the other day, so we're just not gonna go there. <laughs> so proud of you. I know. Um, I'm with Kat. I mean I would take a new Astrobot, but sure. Um Astro's playroom was fucking superb. Um so if Asobi wanna give me a new Astrobot, I am all in for that. Um Josh, what do you want from this showcase? I would like, I think it's time because we've got so many new characters to have a PlayStation Altars 2. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I don't know. It might be, it maybe not. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> wasn't the wasn't the best game. Um, but yeah, we've got loads of loads of new characters we can involve in that now. Um, no, I I'm quite interested what Blue Point uh wanna do because I feel like they um have fire in their belly to pull out something that's like completely brand new um i'd like to see um what's already confirmed as a game is rise of ronin anything more on that yeah um don't necessarily need a date uh because god if it's this year it won't be this year but if it would if it was to uh, you know have a date of this year i'd be like oh god there's too many you know they've got their <laughs> they've got their ducks in a row at the moment with you know Final Fantasy in the summer, Spider-Man, definitely um, uh, late this year. I guess they would call it fall, wouldn't they, in America? Um, so they're spacing their games out in a really intelligent way. Um, I think uh, we're going to have a bit more of a continuous flow of these um, PS Plus um, day one titles that are coming out per month. Um, obviously, we've got Humanity coming out next for the PlayStation lineup this month. Um, and and I think we had... Oh, God, what did we have earlier this year that was a day one? Uh, Chia. Chia was one as well. Um, yeah, Meet yeah. Your Maker was like a, not even a, an extra one. It was um, an essential. Essential's the lowest tier, isn't it? PS Plus yes. Essential. Yes. Yeah, so and we had Meet Your Maker as a day one as an essential title, not even extra. Um, so I think they're just, I think after Stray having that kind of day one hit where we were like, oh, wow, that's, this is really cool. This is reminiscent of uh, Game Pass. I think we're going to get a bit more of like a timeline of not as big games, but they're going to be day one sort of thing. Um, and it's going to be more consistent as as the year progresses. Um, I think Cat's a bit salty that the little devil inside has not been heard of for a while. But these showcases, like, as long as you get one game that you sort of like the look of, I think that's a win. Like you don't need to like all of them. As long as there's one there that you're like, oh yeah, I'm pretty grateful with a showcase. Um, and uh, I think the big one was because it was trying to sell the PS5 um, and now it's sold so they can just kind of go where they want with it. Um, but yeah, those, those are the kind of games that I want to see now, just kind of like the smaller that we're going to get uh, potentially just as a, a part of a subscription service than things that we need to outright buy. Um, and I think factions or um, I don't know if it's called factions anymore because I think Neil Druckmann said it was like, it's a Last of Us multiplayer game. Um, I want to see that because Last of Us in a Divisions kind of setting would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, we call it factions because we don't know the name of anything else right now. So factions yeah. is what we call it. But uh, yeah. 
Um, I am very intrigued by factions. They've taken a long, long time with it. So fascinating yeah. to see what the hell they're actually up to. And I think they can as well, because like I said about the release schedule, like we're not starving over it. Do you know what I mean? We're getting banging titles like every quarter, it's almost seems. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you look at coming soon on the PS5, it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty solid bunch of games there. Um, hopefully, anyway. yeah, it's looking healthy. Is Stellar uh, Blade titled for this year? I think. Oh, maybe. I mean, um, what was that one that was shown in the very original showcase, just before Horizon? It was. Prag- oh, is it Pragmata? Yeah, yeah. still, still nothing on that. Yeah, um, that's one of those though, where it's a ways off. It's a little bit like Wolverine, but. We know of its existence, and we've still got others that we've been enjoying the look of as well. Yeah, I think um, I think that's the last one to be released from the showcase uh, so yeah. far. So, yeah, an update on that would be nice. That'd be sweet. Bungie, I think it's too early. I think they've, they've still got two or three packs for Destiny to complete. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, probably another year or so for that one. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 is not going to happen. It's just a pipe dream. <laughs> Never gonna happen. I don't know. I think Konami are really pushing this like nostalgia of uh, games coming out with Silent Hill Two. Um, we don't know. Silent Hill is obviously third party, but um, are they have they been striking a deal with uh, Sony more than um, more than Microsoft over the release of it, or is uh, it kind of just you a... would imagine so? I mean, they're kind of intertwined, aren't they, in history? Yeah, I think it. I think it's probably going to end up like that, isn't it? It would be such yeah. an easy win for Sony as well. Like, oh, look at this awesome game. And they like their remakes of old classics that can sell well. Yeah. I mean, it's on the PlayStation uh, YouTube channel, a teaser trailer. So one would assume that it's if it's not going to uh, be a complete exclusive, it will be a timed like um, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake that's still not out on Xbox. But <laughs> Yeah. And of course, the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn remake, which we're all clamoring for. Oh yeah, who could forget? That that is a thing that is happening. You got to remember that. <laughs> I don't know who's making it, but uh, I don't think it's Gorilla. Anyway, could be Blue Point. Blue Point could be working on that. Who knows? That would uh, not be the best use of their skills, one would imagine. But uh, you never know. No, but definitely not. You know, especially a game that's only bloody five years old. I mean, come on. Um <laughs> uh Yogers, I know this is um this is this is a strange one to throw to you. But um yeah, is there anything about the upcoming PS slate that's getting you excited? Um I'm always excited to see what games get announced, uh, even if they're not gonna be for me, at least not straight away, maybe long term. Sony releasing more games on PC now. Um, like I picked up Horizon, and I'm sure Cat wants me to play it at some point, and I will get around to it. And I watched the, I didn't watch the recent state of play because I really don't like Final Fantasy. Um, but there was, I think it might have been the one before that, and there was quite a few interesting games there. Um, I want another kill zone. It might Oof. make me get a yes, Yog. Yes, <laughs> give us more kill zone. It, it might make me get a PS5 if a kill zone was to drop. Although uh... I, w- I, I don't want a kill zone which is just focused on multiplayer. It has to be 
has to have a good, sizable, well-made single-player campaign. If they did that, I would probably have to beg, scrape, and borrow to get a PS5. Um, the only way that's going to happen is if it's in third person and the lead protagonist is called Aloy and she shoots dinosaurs <laughs> or robots. <laughs> and they called it Horizon Killzone Dawn. <laughs> Blue point making Killzone confirmed. That's what they're working on. <laughs> I mean, it could be a different developer that makes it. It doesn't have to be Gorilla. Um, I'd be interested in, to see what another developer could do with making a spin on a Killzone game. Bungie? I was going to say, they do have an FPS specialist yeah, uh, studio possibly. under the hood now. I do think yeah. that... Uh, the player character needs to be heavier though like the the thing i prefer killzone 2 to 3 although i still like 3 because your character felt so heavy your guns had some heft and some weight to them your character did when when moving around and that's something that's missing in a lot of modern fps's the exception is escape from tarkov but like most modern fps's just don't feel like they have much weight to the character now and Bungie is... Uh, it'd be really interesting to see what they could do, but I, I hope they would stick to the roots of Killzone with that. Mm. It'd, be, it'd be a shame. Uh, Housemark have done some amazing games in the past I've really enjoyed. I think it's too early. Uh, like They released, what, a game in 2021? I think. Returnal, or whatever it was called. But I... So it's they're probably not going to release a game anytime soon, but if they were to announce something, that would be cool, and I'd keep an eye on it, because Dead Rising, Super Stardust HD, um, I, I loved those games in the past. Um, Yeah, it'll just be fun to see what happens. I mean, I'll I'll watch the event if, it's, if, if they actually have a big event on, just because it's nice to see what's going to be on offer. And... Uh, I'm usually yeah. more excited for some of the smaller titles that get announced mm. uh, than the big AAA ones. And that'll probably be the case this time, unless Killzone's involved, in which case I'll be um, very happy. Uh, They're always I, fun to watch these showcases, aren't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. Watch it with kind of a group of people. Even if we're not together, we can sort of like be on the Slack and be like, you know, yeah, those... I got I got accused of being in the future last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had the the fastest running stream, I think, of, of all of us. I did. Um, yeah, I, I just I'll keep an eye out, see what gets announced, and go from there. I suppose. Hopefully, some good titles. Uh, hopefully, a kill zone. Uh, I'll be excited, but maybe not quite as excited as Miles will be about Metal Gear Solid. Although, it probably wouldn't be far off. It's I think we should happen. just stream it. We should just stream it just because if Metal Gear does happen, that will make some absolute phenomenal clips for the Twitter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because... I, I, I stream literally every single day. I'd be quite happy to stream it. <laughs> That'd be sick. Man. I'll jump off my house. Yeah. I will embarrass myself. <laughs> yeah. I'll the, jump uh... off my house if that happens. Just like in Fortnite <laughs> when I jumped off the cliff. I'll do that in real life. <laughs> If we can start our stream, that would be sick. We did a um, we did a watch along of the PS5 reveal, um, but it wasn't live. We could have sort of pre-recorded it, yeah, and then we put it up afterwards. And it's our most popular video on our YouTube channel right now, uh, which is quite cool. Paul did a fantastic job putting it all together, but um, our, none of our computers could like had the power to run the stream live, so we just we had to record it instead. 
Um, but now we've got some fancy PCs, so it might be possible. I've uh, I've got a pretty decent computer, so uh, it's like seven years old now, but it cost me like five grand when I bought it, so it's Oof. it's it still holds up decently well. Imagine all the PS5s you can get with five grand. I know, but bear, bear in mind this was way back. Uh, so when did the PS5 release? Twenty. 20? Yeah, yeah 2020, 2020, wasn't it? It would have been yeah. two years before. I, I already had a PS4, so um, mm. and I hadn't touched that since I got my piece, my previous PC. So I, I just, I couldn't really justify the cost. There was, yeah, another, I mean, the PC, another... the, the laptop that I've got now is already out of date, but it's still hugely powerful. So I think it'll, uh, it'll, it'll live for another few years yet. Um, I want a wipeout game. Wipeout. Interesting. Yeah, and there was another mm. one. I can't remember what it was called. But you're like racing off-road constantly. This was in like the mid to late 2000s. Um, uh, what's its name? It's a Sony one. It was specifically... Is it like Studio Liverpool or something? Maybe? It's like Motorstorm. Was, yeah, I was going to say it's yeah, a Motorstorm. Yeah, Motorstorm. I would like a Motorstorm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that, would be, that would be neat. That would be neat for sure. And uh, Naughty Dog's uh, Last of Us multiplayer mode, I would be tempted to because I, I really have enjoyed Naughty Dog's multiplayer over the years, uh, mm. both in Uncharted Two and The Last of Us One on the PS3. Uh, I really got on with both of their, both of their um, multiplayer offerings. They just they weren't out and out fast. They were a bit slower paced. Um, and that tended to suit me quite well at the time. So, yeah, that'd be quite yeah. cool to, to play as well. Because I know they're meant to be having a specific multiplayer game coming out or something. So, yeah, Factions yeah. is coming out at some point in the future. I um, wonder if, whether it will well. actually release. It will, just someday. <laughs> they're being, they, are, they are being pretty cagey about it. Uh, but. Yeah, it will, I think. I think um Naughty Dog stuff will see see it through to the end. Um and then we'll get um whatever they do next after that, whether it be part three or something brand new. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I still think Last of Us Part Three will be a TV series rather than a game. Um, but that's just me. It's gonna be interesting to see how they tackle what happens in the second game in the TV series. Oh mate, don't get us started on this. Uh, let's not. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's not. But it will be interesting. Just the not necessarily good. Interesting. Oh boy! If you'd like to know our thoughts on this, go to the final episode of our Last of Us uh, TV show podcast series. Look for the light where we discuss the possibilities for part two in that episode. Spoilers, obviously, for Last of Us Part Two. Lots and lots of spoilers for Part Two in that one. I just like Pedro Pascal. He's a Oh, well, he's the man. He's the man. Right, finishing off uh, with something very, very quick, but uh, unfortunate. Uh, PlayStation Studio Studio uh, Pixel Opus has closed. They've shut them down. Um, the guys that made Concrete Genie are no longer alive, which is a damn shame because I really enjoyed Concrete Genie, and it's a real shame that that story is not going to carry on. Um, I do hope maybe another studio will pick it up, but. You know, if they're going to do that, why not just keep the studio open and make it there? Ugh. 
Yeah, it's sad. Anyone got any? Anyone play Concrete Genie? Hell yeah! Yeah, sad day. Isn't it? Really it good, good game. game. Yeah. yeah, good game. I think we both played it at the same time, Kat, didn't we, when it was on PlayStation Plus? Yeah, we did, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I really enjoyed it, and I think it is a worthy game of PS Plus. It's one of those where it's like you probably wouldn't have picked it up otherwise, and actually there's a great game behind it. Yeah, I really enjoyed running around and making art on those walls. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. So, uh, bye-bye, Pixel Opus. Thank you very much for coming again. Bye, Game Brawls. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what you guys do next, if you do anything at all. Uh, right then, let's come for some recommendations. This is where we see something throughout the week that we think, hey, we should tell our listeners about it. Uh, whether it be a game, a TV show, a movie, a book, a lighter, or a can of Coke. Who knows what it's going to be? It's absolutely madness this week, every week. Cat, uh, let's go from the top. What is your recommendation this week? I am going to recommend a game. What? Um, I'm going to recommend Ravenlock on uh, you can get this on Epic Games Store or um, Game Pass um, as of the 4th I think so it's only been out a couple days it's essentially like a very short action adventure game that is very heavily interpreted by Alice in Wonderland like at one point you even defeat the twins so you are you move house from the city and you find this dusty old mirror in the barn and you go through the mirror and there is like a world that's in peril that's been taken over by a queen who's cursed the land and they believe like the creatures of the land believe that you are the almighty Ravenlock who have come to save them um and yeah you've you've got to kind of figure out puzzles it's um it's very sweet it's very adventurous it's very mystical and whimsical um if you like Alice in Wonderland you'll love this it's like just just heavy interpretations everywhere there's like a little mushroom garden there's a tea party there's um all sorts but it's a really sweet game and um but it, it's actually like at first it can be pretty hefty on the combat like the first boss actually kicked my ass for the first two goes um and then once you work it out it actually becomes very very simple so if you are not used to combat it's absolutely fine you'll still have absolutely an amazing time with ravenlock um and a good time and my review is up on fingercons.net it sure is it sure is um nice yes it's on game pass as well so i'm gonna check it out soon it is yeah it's Um, awesome yeah looking forward to it very quick game. I think I finished it in about I want to say like four or five hours. Ooh, okay. It's not a big game. It's not a massively big game if you but I guess with, with, with reviewing it, there's a certain sense of you do go through things maybe a little bit quicker than you would. So maybe you would take your time, maybe give and take an hour. But no, I still really enjoyed it for what it was. Cracking. Uh Mark Thompson. Mine is also a game. How exciting. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> um so mine is Fortnite. kind of out. No, oh, well, I've already recommended Fortnite. I can't recommend it again, but I feel like we'd recommend it, you know, a lot. Um, so mine's kind of out of my wheelhouse. It's a kind of puzzling, platforming uh, type game where it's called Transmogrify. Transmogrify? I can't remember exactly how to pronounce it. Um, and the basic idea is that you have to get from A point to B point, so you have to escape each individual level. And to do so, you have to turn the enemies or the creatures within each level uh, into like a different shape. So you have a weapon, each time you fire it at them, it swaps them into a new shape. So some of them turn to like a box shape so that you can put it on switches or you can use it to jump up higher. 
flying enemies you can turn into platforms so you can then go up and down floors that kind of thing um it gets really creative there's like a really wide variety of different creatures that you can come across and each one has like a unique different form and then you have to figure out when you need them to be in their transmog form versus when they're in their regular form it's also a pain in the ass the reason that i hate games like this is they're so finicky you take like one step out of sync or something and you get killed immediately um and so <laughs> i'm not typically very good at these kind of games and they tend to frustrate me quite a lot and this one is no exception but it's got a really kind of charming art style it's nicely handled and well delivered and it's just kind of fun, to be honest, kind of working out the different uh, properties of each creature, figuring out how to do each level. Um, you could definitely do a lot worse with your money. And there's like four worlds. Each one has like dozens of levels in it. Um, so it's got bang for your buck. It's got a really charming kind of, kind of aesthetic to it. It's, you know, limb tearingly rage inducing when it, you know, goes against you. Um, but it's just really creative and well handled. So I wanted to give it a shout out as well because I didn't put it in for my uh, game of the week. Terrific. Remember that's transmogrify. Transmogrify. I think it's transmogrify. <laughs> transmogrify. Um, difficult to say. Difficult to say. Josh, your recommendation for the week. I'm going to recommend to go on Netflix if you're still a subscriber. Ooh. Um, freaky. Ah, uh, freaky. Have you seen Freaky? I certainly have. I have recommended it, I think, in the past. Oh, well, this is a second recommendation now, so if you haven't, you're stupid for not watching it. It's, um, it's, <laughs> it's essentially a horror spin on uh, Freaky Friday. Uh, Vince Vaughn is in it, and he swaps... Uh, he is a serial killer. He swaps lives with a teenage girl, and my God, does Vince Vaughn absolutely sell that he's a teenage girl. Um, it's hilarious, it's uh, crass, it's gory, um, the kills in it are insane, like the first kills, uh, I couldn't believe where they went, I was like, I said to my partner, I was like, is this a 15? It is a 15, you wouldn't believe it with what happens, um, but yeah, it was just a good time, um, I saw the trailer like last year, I was like, that looks like it could be okay, but I was, even then when I'm, my expectations were kind of at a decent Right, um, I was. They were exceeded because it is a great horror comedy to watch. Yep, I highly agree. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Vince Vaughn just steals everything. Uh, <laughs> and this is brilliantly hilarious, and Kathy Newton's great in it as well when she's the uh, the killer. Um, she's got that look that's like, yeah, I don't want to fuck with Kathy Newton right now. Um, it's uh, it's great. Yeah, highly highly recommended. Doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Just go watch Freaky. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Yug Dog. Recommend something from your rim world. Recommend something from my rim, rim oh, world. Oh, no. Recommend anything. Recommend whatever you like. Um, I just wanted to say rim world again. So I need to ask my girlfriend about that first question. Um, <laughs> if you, okay. If you're going to be playing rim world, then there's a mod collection called Vanilla Expanded. Um, and it adds, I can't remember the amount of mods, but it's easily over 50. Uh, and none of them feel out of place with the base game, which a lot of mods do. There's a lot of power creep, and there is a little bit of that, but um, it just fits and augments what's already a brilliant base game. 
so it adds everything from new structures, new mechanics, new factions you'll meet on the map, new creatures which you'll see on your own maps and so on. Uh, like I cannot list the hundreds of things that these the, the set of mods adds. So if you're going to be playing RimWorld, I would recommend playing unmodded for like your first couple of runs. And then if you're thinking, uh, I want to add something to this, go for Vanilla Expanded. And you don't have to have them all on. You can choose, pick and choose um, uh, which ones you do want on. So just add additional content in particular areas of the game. Like you don't want to add anything except new creatures in the game you'll meet. You can do that. And it's uh, the, the person who makes it, uh, he is kind of affiliated with the main RimWorld dev. Uh, I said Rim again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of affiliated with the RimWorld dev, from what I'm aware of. <laughs> I can't. Oh God, it's it's an interesting name, isn't it? It's always going to get chuckles out of people. I like it. it uh, yeah, the the mod maker is affiliated, but he. He isn't paid as far as I'm aware. He just uh, he has like a, a Patreon or whatever, which he uses to pay for his development costs and everything. Uh, is I think he's got a nice little system going, which is cool because it, it's just you can see the effort which he's putting into it. It's his passion. So yeah, uh, vanilla expanded mods for RimWorld. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Is is this going to be the name of the ty- uh, the the name of the episode? Just have Rim in there somewhere. Maybe, maybe I haven't really thought that deep yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my uh, that's my recommendation of the week. Uh, the only other recommendation I have is the country of Belgium. Uh, so yes, yes, Belgium also rules. I'm I'm heading there next month. It'll be the first time I've left the country since 2017. First time I've been on any sort of holiday since 2017. And I'm going for like three days, so I'm very excited. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's great. You deserve it. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, My recommendation, what is my recommendation this week? Um, I don't really have one other than, you know, be good to yourselves and each other, people. Life's too short. you got to remember that. So hug people you want to hug. Love people you want to love. Be kind, be courteous. Look out for the little guy. Et cetera, et cetera. Be good to each other. That's my recommendation for the week. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it, really. Um, well, there you go. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. Want to follow us individually? All of the handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for one dollar a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast services and keep the website nice and shiny. That's patreon.com forward slash finger guns. We got a couple new ones last week, so if you're listening, hello, thank you very much indeed. That's incredibly kind of you. And, um, well, you guys totally rock. Uh, but that's it, it is goodbye from the finger guns podcast until. Next time, it's goodbye from Cat. Bye. It's goodbye from Miles. Farewell. It's goodbye from Josh. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from Yogurt. Rimworld.
<laughs> you ruined world. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns. Podcast. <laughs>